What's up, everyone? How are we doing today? The first inaugural episode of Hangovers and Hand Grenades, now starring Mr. Juice himself, and 100% of them at that, not even 25%, 50%. So here we go. We're going to start this party off oh, by spilling beer all over my keyboard. Clapping unnecessary. Seriously. Hey. Whoa, what's that voice I hear? Hey. Hey. Is that my co-host? That? What's going on, Nick? How you doing? Doing well, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> I'm alright, man. It's been it's been a hell of a week. I got uh I got a lot of like happiness, but I got a lot of like rage and sadness going on. I'm not I'm not sure. I'm a little bit manic. No, I mean being stuck indoors will do that <laughs> i mean god only knows that probably half the population feels the same exact way right now <laughs> oh thank god for that i know that's, right that's why people are gonna listen to us one could only hope that they'll listen to us i mean at the very least if they just turn on the the, the podcast and then just immediately mash the mute button until their screen breaks uh i'll be equally as happy because we'll at least get the listens <laughs> Yeah, I might be more happy. <laughs> oh man! So, all right, what's what's up in your world, buddy? I mean, we've already cracked a couple beers here. We're we're pretty loose and ready to go. I've had yeah. at least two cups of coffee. Um, what do you got going I on? I don't in? know. Like, uh, at first, I thought I was doing okay with this whole thing. What the podcast? I mean, you're doing no. great so far. No, the podcast is fucking sucks. I'm only <laughs> doing this out of necessity. <laughs> Yeah, uh. <laughs> just smash that dump button right now. Where's that? Pull the. It's like pull the life support. How long do we make it? Um, sorry, Joe Rogan. Um, no, seriously, I thought I thought I thought I was doing okay. You know, I was like, I'm working. You know, I can only. I I thought I, I thought I was built for this because. I don't do a lot. I'm not a super like social person anymore. I'm a little bit older than you. I don't like to really get out anymore. So I thought I was built for this, but it's just, it's, it sucks, man. I, I mean, how are, how are you mentally right now? Uh, you know, it's funny because I'm very similar to you in the sense of like, how do I want to put this? So I'm the type of person that when you tell him he can't do something, I'm immediately going to want to do it. Like you tell me that I can't do well at something. I'm going to do my best to do well at it. But I'm also a perfectionist in the sense that I'll give up on things very quickly <laughs> because if I can't do it right the first time, I just give up. But either way, I, I've never been one to go out myself unless it was like I'd be dragged out or if I know alcohol is involved because I'm like, I'll be I'll go to a bar. I'll have a blast. I'll enjoy myself. I'll complain the whole way to the bar. But about three drinks in, I'm good to go. Since this quarantine has hit. I think I've watched every video on YouTube that I could possibly have conjured up. And I've now reached the bottom of the well when it comes to YouTube. And I've actually gone back to Netflix. <laughs> like the one thing I have like 10 subscription services that I'm using YouTube of all of them, which I don't pay for. Well, it's awful. I mean, it, the, 
the things, you know, you would normally be okay doing for like hours on end. Now you're kind of forced to do them. So it might not be all that different, but because you know, that's all you can do. I'm losing my freaking mind. I've never thoroughly enjoyed walking my dog as much as I do these days. Like I actually like get excited to go walk him. Like essential employee or not. He's he's probably sick of that shit. He's like, really? Another one? (laughs) I'm tired, dude. Go somewhere. Just fuck off already. God. (laughs) Thanks. I get it. You adopted me. Go away. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you know, the first like week or two or whatever, I was like, okay, whatever. Just stay sheltered, play video games, play guitar and stuff. And you know, we'll get through this. Now I'm only on like three or four weeks and, and I'm losing my mind, losing it. Now, here's the thing. I want to ask you this question because this kind of popped into my head. We have, while it's not physical ways to socialize right now through this quarantine, could you imagine going through this quarantine without like Facebook or Snapchat or all these other video services that we have, like what we're doing right now? You know what I mean? This beats the isolation. Like, you don't feel as lonely doing it this way. If the internet... But if you didn't have internet... If the yeah. internet goes down right now, I I don't even know what would happen. Like, cellular service and internet both crash. I, I, don't, I don't know what would happen. I mean... Do you know how lonely you would feel? It would be absolutely just awful. Can you imagine? This is, like, what isolation in a federal prison feels like. Because, obviously, you know... It's not isolation at a state level because that's that's just torture. But uh, <laughs> at least you get to walk around your house. You know what I mean? At least you still get to go outdoors. But what blows my mind, let me tell you, what blows my freaking mind these days is the way that people are treating this quarantine from the level of being out in the public. Okay? Because I, I was talking to some other people about this today, actually. And the fact that the the biggest things that I'm seeing when I do go out and I'm at the stores and I'm touching as much as I possibly can and then eating stuff immediately afterwards. Um, you're the, you're the guy that, like like walking through the supermarket like <laughs> eating grapes. Yeah, like I'm just like eating the grapes. Like I don't. I'm looking people dead in the eye. Like there's no big deal. But, <laughs> Moving their carts for them. Cracking a beer open. Yeah. You know, just like, hey, what's up? Why are you guys wearing all these masks? I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> Did you guys see the light outside? My God. Uh, no, but like people are stocking up on water. And I'm just like, what are you? Why? Like this isn't a V for Vendetta situation where like the water's contaminated. It's the air. Don't get me, star- you, Don't get me started on stocking up on water. Like the shit comes out of my faucet. But it's tainted. I, it's I tainted need, water. Like, I don't need a pandemic water you, thing. Didn't you read? Coronavirus comes from Corona beer, which is made out of tap water, you fool. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> you, you idiot. <laughs> Where do you think the coronavirus originated from? <laughs> the, the tap wells. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Do you think like people are generally, I feel like people are mostly being orderly and like following the instructions for the most part i mean people aren't really going a lot of places everybody's wearing masks it's really weird but i guess it's i don't know i'm not are you, are you wearing a mask yet when you go to the store no I'm, i will never wear a mask and i have not like i've not bought into the hysteria like i get it there's a pandemic going on great 
<laughs> not great, but great. <laughs> but listen, at the end of the day, I'm not going to fucking buy into this because the mask doesn't do anything. From what I've read, the mask doesn't do anything other than stop the spread of it. It doesn't stop you from getting it. Nick, it stops the spread of it. Buddy. What? That's that's what everybody's trying to stop is spreading it. Well, I, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this whole I, this concept, right? But if you're not, I know that you don't exactly show symptoms right away. It takes a long time. It's an incubation period and all this crazy crap. But I don't know why. I just I don't like the idea of wearing a mask in public. It's just no, like, uh. neither do I. And I'm the same way. I'm not saying that like I'm not the same way. I'm not gonna fucking put on a mask to go, you know, walk yeah, around the grocery store and buy grapes and eat them. <laughs> and obviously I'm joking about the grapes thing I would never be caught dead eating grapes I'm peeling oranges <laughs> They're safer And we all know it You peel that skin off Coronavirus gone God. If it's on there It can't get to the fruit part Shit's protected the part you're eating. It's protected it's pre- We all know if citrus can cure scurvy It can obviously cure COVID-19 They both start with a C I, I'm, not, so, starts so with I'm not tremendously worried And uh, you know much like yourself Right you, you you might get it. There's a good possibility that you're going to get it. You're going to get sick. You're going to get probably some medicine. You're a pretty healthy dude. You're a young dude. You're probably going to get over it. But healthy is a strong word. But they're, they're, Well, yeah, but the reality <laughs> is, like, you get it, and you're, you're walking around, and there's a bunch of old people around you, and you're not wearing your mask. You could be just killing people just walking by them. Okay, that is a strong point. That I won't counter argue in the sense of like, yeah, if I have contact, if I've had contact or been around somebody with coronavirus and I go up and I walk past some elderly lady and all of a sudden vomit and spew comes out of my mouth and gets all over her or him and they contract it and I get murder charges pressed against me for doing so, then that's that is what it is. I mean, like, there's nothing wearing a mask i'll kill a motherfucker <laughs> do i get a teardrop tattooed for that that's what i hear for I everybody was. i kill with coronavirus i get a little little teardrop tattooed mm-hmm. no and all joking aside all right i understand the elderly are the most at risk and i do my best when i'm in public to maintain social distancing that is what i'm doing i'm doing my best to do social distancing if there's somebody standing in my way i will wait i don't just go barging in and and try to shove my way through i let them do their thing and then i move along okay i'm washing my hands i'm doing all those aspects i'm just not wearing the mask i'm not ace ventura here okay (laughs) i'm not gonna freaking put on the mask it's not it doesn't make me look cool and therefore it's dumb and i'm not shaving because you have to shave in order to actually have those masks fit right. And I, I, it takes me a long time to grow this goatee out. So, <laughs> a so, long time. So, so let me ask you. So you're, you're doing the social distancing thing, and that's cool because, yeah. you, you know, you're cautious of other people's health. And yeah, stuff. I do care about the world around me. I'm cautious of other people. I'm currently putting forethought into my interactions with people, like my employees, especially. I don't shake their hands anymore. I'm very formal. I like to shake hands with people. That's something that I've been, I was raised to do. It's a, it's a thing that you do mm-hmm. as a formal gesture, greeting. Mm-hmm. Hey, how are you? You shake hands. 
nowadays it's either you're 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 bumping feet or you're you're fist bumping and all that fun stuff and i mean i've noticed that i've been wearing my i have leather driving gloves i wear those more often when i'm out in public now than i ever have before and i've also <laughs> been I, i'm stored my bronco um uh, <laughs> my chevy bronco it's in the parking lot um <laughs> do the gloves do the gloves my fit? gloves do they the fit? gloves are a little small they're a little small <laughs> My Chevy Bronco is fine, okay? You know, it's funny you talk about the handshake. Um, the uh, the director. Um, everyone will... The yes. director? Yes. You know. know him, too? I from know. the fabled legends? I know. I know. Eventually, um, all of you out there, all six or seven of you who will listen to this, will eventually meet the director. Um, Not in person, though. No, God. His no, aura would just no. blind you. Yeah, you can't. Nobody His soul-crushing power be- before you would just be life-ending. Nobody actually meets the director, but... <laughs> there's there's, there's, there's <laughs> messages passed along by Carrier Pigeon <laughs> I, sent, sent from the I heavens. Was, <laughs> I was passed a scroll the other day from the director <laughs> that, um, like, apparently, I forget who it was. Maybe we'll have him on here. Was um, it God? <laughs> just, the, the message came from God through the director. He is the herald. <laughs> he was, uh, I can't remember who he said, but like, you know, we, we talk about how the world might change after all this shit and everything, but like handshakes might not ever come back again. I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, this is the era that the handshake dies. Like, the handshake <laughs> dies because somebody fucking got the flu. <laughs> You're gonna have a bunch of millennials going around going, I remember back in my day, we actually used to have physical contact with each other to <laughs> greet each other. Nowadays, we just kind of stare at each other relentlessly until and one of us backs down. Everybody's gotta talk louder because we have to stand further apart. <laughs> well, see, that's where I come in. I'm already obviously a step ahead of the evolution. Like, I'm good at being loud. I got that part down. Yeah, I can't really turn my mixer down anymore. <laughs> Where is that button that makes it go in the negatives? <laughs> so anyways, you know, and, and, you know, here's the other thing. During this whole fucking quarantine bullshit stupidity, you know what else I've been seeing across Facebook? Which had nothing to do with anything we were talking about, but I'm going to segue into it anyways. Because I'm mad. You know what really grinds my gears to quote Peter Griffin? You know what really ground, you know what really grounds my gears? Grounds him. Let me have it, Nick. Let me have it. Fuck Carol Baskin, first of all. Fuck Carol Baskin. Amen, brother. Cheers. Here's Fuck to the Tiger King. Bitch. Uh, but, yeah, listen, if I see one more post about sourdough in my Facebook feed, I might, I might just strangle a small baker. Like, is somebody that is obviously clearly smaller than me, enough that I can manhandle into submission. So you mean, like, not like someone, like, on the small scale of, like, owning a baker. Not like a small business owner. Like a a small baker. Like a midget baker. Obviously, once the bakery's open, back up. Are we supposed to call them midgets, or what what are we I think they're little people. I don't know. 2020, you gotta be careful. Yeah, there's a lot of things you gotta be careful about, but seriously... It seems like everybody that's been in this quarantine has now turned into the sourdough kings. And I don't know what Food Network channel or YouTube series started this fucking fire. Um, 
but it, Jesus, God help you. Like, I, I'm proud of you. You figured out the hydration ratio of your breads and, and are able to mix in different flours and shit to it. Great. Awesome. It, are you selling it? Are you making? I don't know. Maybe I'm just jealous that I can't bake for shit. But no, I think you're just mad. I'm just mad. I guess I'm just mad. I'm always just mad about dumb shit. I love, love Tiger King. And I'm glad that the Facebook feed is also, it's an equal mix of sourdough to like Tiger King. Like there's this, this give and take, like for every five loaves of bread I see, I see like four good, like Tiger King memes out of the 10 that come through. Like it's just, it's a, it's such a balance in the world right now. Thanks to this quarantine that Facebook has finally reached its equilibrium of yeah. sourdough to, to Tiger King. Let me call you out. You, you, you started off by being pissed. And it was like, fuck Carol Baskin and fucking Tiger King. But then sourdough got you so mad that you actually liked Tiger King in the end. <laughs> I think that's what's driving Tiger King's ratings through the roof, is that everybody that was looking at sourdough got so sick of it, they're like, who the fuck's this guy with the mullet? <laughs> Sign me up for him. I'm over it. <laughs> Give me more tigers, which is crazy. Like Everybody's talking about the fact that you can buy a tiger for like $2,000. Okay, and that's exactly what I'm going to do with my stimulus check. Oh, I've got yeah. enough money. I've got enough money in the bank right now, saved oh, up. Okay, God. with that stimulus check coming, let's just get down to the brass tacks. I'm going to change my voice a little bit here. Let's just really get into this. Let me just. Can, are you leaning in? Are you leaning, Justin? Lean in. I got a secret for you. Talk to me, Nick. I'm no mathematician, but this twelve thousand dollar stimulus check we're getting from the government, free, free money, Nick, free money. Hang on. It's 1200 How much is a tiger again? Uh, a little bit more than that. Shit. Fuck. Uh, the government lied to me. They're on to us. <laughs> no, but seriously. Think about it. You take your $1,200 stimulus check. Obviously, you've got nothing better in your Amazon gift card basket, whatever you had from your, your wedding registry left over from your divorce. Um which, by the way, they should start a divorce registry, but that's a whole different topic for another episode. $1,200. <laughs> you take 800 from your, your, your goddamn gold reserve that you've got hidden in the backyard, all right? You go and you buy a tiger. You don't even need to, like, you just put a stake in the ground with a heavy-duty chain from Lowe's, and you could just have that motherfucker out there guarding your goddamn... <laughs> I don't know house garden something guard guard just guarding it's just out there guarding it's guarding itself it pays for itself think of all the things that you would if you were robbed it won't happen with a tiger out there that pays for itself because you weren't nick, robbed <laughs> nick that show was not meant to inspire you lots of things inspire me lots of freaking <laughs> things inspire me okay <laughs> you know it's inspirational to me what? Essential employees. Ooh. Like the ones that are working at the liquor stores to make sure that we have a podcast that is fueled Amen. by 100% alcohol. Amen, brother. I mean, this is not even 10% ethanol based. This yeah. is like the best. Yeah, like at first I was like, I'm reading the list, right? You know, okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. And they're like liquor stores. I'm like, <laughs> there was like just a metal, like a metal fucking symbol like, on. I'm like, come on, dude. 
It, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I I drink. I got uh, <laughs> one, two, three empties since we started. I got. What are you drinking? Uh, what do you got I going got, on there? I'm. You know what? I'm drinking blue light. Um, mm-hmm. Here, quick diversion. Let's let's go. Let's quick cut to the uh, beer corner. Let's talk about our beers real quick. <sighs> so, I, I keep going to the gas station because it's easy. <laughs> Um, I, I, I like I like good beer, but I only usually drink it, you know, when it's like barbecue time or bar time or whatever. Other than that, I drink cheap beer and a whole fucking bunch of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and but nowadays, like I go to the gas station and it's like all they have left is light, and and now I'm, Ugh. I'm sad. Well, does it sad. taste like the cool, refreshing taste of the the? Canada. I never really tasted Canada before. <laughs> you never gone up there? Go across, go across the Freedom Bridge, lick Canada, and then slam a blue light and tell me if it tastes the same. It might. I mean, but I'm whatever. I got beer. That's cool. No, not whatever. I, all right. So I'm a beer snob oh nowadays. Ever since I've made it big in the in the world of of recycling. Okay. Now that I'm making Buku Buck, I will yeah. not spend less than fifteen dollars on a four pack for craft beer. Fucking uh, But I did. I did. So today I picked up a chocolate coconut stout oh and a. I'm gonna go have a cigarette while you talk about this. Cinnamon raisin vanilla, and then uh, today cinnamon beer, raisin vanilla. Yeah, it's supposed to be like probably like a cinnamon raisin pound cake, but today's beer. That I'm drinking currently, I have two of them by Left Hand, one of my favorite breweries. Left Hand, if you ever get the chance, try out Left Hand Brewery. It's very good. I have my uh, Hardwired Nitro that's brewed with coffee stout, and my Flamingo Dreams Nitro. Sounds like weed names. I got a Nitro eight pack. All right. Anyways, so let's go. We'll we'll step away from the beer corner now, and we'll head back into our controversial topic of liquor stores being deemed essential. I think the only way the beer store. So you were reading the list, and you said liquor stores got deemed essential. Here's my theory on how that happened. Somebody in that boardroom is a fucking alcoholic, and they they kind of like wandered in, and they just kind of like snuck under their breath, like uh, liquor stores should be essential, <laughs> or. It maybe. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no. Or, or yes. I mean, like, what a or, compelling point you've created. Or someone uh, was like, "How the fuck are we gonna keep them home for months on end if we don't let them get drunk?" Well, here's what you do. All right, and it's similar to Big Brother. Okay, you just have roving gangs of like kids on bikes with blow darts that if they see somebody out, they just like. <laughs> And they hit you, right? And they knock you out, and they just drag you back into, like... We didn't, <laughs> we didn't have time for that. <laughs> like we didn't have it in the budget? No, no. We, so we, we just opened up the liquor that. stores. Fuck it. <laughs> somebody's, yeah. somebody's sitting in the meeting, like, uh, what happens if we have uh, if we pay the kids, uh, and this will help the economy, we'll, we'll bring the money back into the circle, uh, we pay the kids to blow dart the adults um, into back into their houses. We just create a, a massive scare. And somebody went, no, fuck that. Just open up the liquor stores. And he just, just dumps out drunk. black velvet onto the ground. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just just let him. Just let him get drunk. And for the most part, though, I think most most places. I'm, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the list right now. 
So I'm mm. like kind of kind of combing through this. I mean, they they could they could shut down a lot more. Um, you know, like convenience stores don't need to be there if they're not gas stations. Like I don't need a I don't need a fucking beef stick that bad. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's when you see the list of essential businesses, you start to feel a lot less special when you're on the essential list, <laughs> like us. Like when I started seeing like everybody and their brother was an essential employee because at first it was like sweet we're essential like oh yeah like i feel so cool and then it was like, like robbed from me so quickly like laundromats is on here you gotta do your laundry man what happens if you don't have a washer and dryer brother i don't know can't like i don't know can't live off the land pl- if you don't know how to there bear grills isn't there yeah but okay so like hotels and shit right yeah essential they're not no they're not yeah in a quarantine what happens if you need to travel okay you're telling me that hotels couldn't shut down and fucking do people's no, laundry I'm for a, them so I'm they're a, not going out into public i'm a businessman i'm a big brawn businessman with my big old tie and my suit on and i'm gonna go out there and march into the world because i'm big strong businessman and i got places to be and no quarantine can hold me down so i gotta go stay at somebody else's hotel and I want the best room on the corner with the jacuzzi because I'm big businessman. I'm the I'm the reason big businessman uh, speaking, obviously. Same voice as uh, the, the ever glorious Nick. Um, but big businessman equally as handsome, um, just as an FYI, it, which is important <laughs> to the story. Big businessman, though, is out there saving the world uh, uh, from the economy collapsing. If I don't go out and do what I need to do to make sure that the economy doesn't collapse underneath hey. its own feet, uh, uh, okay. where am I going to yeah, stay? No. I'm I'm all for the the fucking economy argument. I'm all about that shit. I I think that is going to be a way bigger repercussion to all of us than 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 this thing is, you know, people people are going to die. It's sad. It fucking sucks. But I think ultimately the the repercussions on our economy are going to be much worse. So I'm I'm more worried about that end of things. I'm not right in saying that, but that's that's my opinion. But if I'm sitting here looking at essential businesses and whatnot, there's a lot more we could shut down. Like how how far do we take the word essential? Big businessman, you know I mean? no 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 stop. Big businessman doesn't agree with that. See, because the thing is, if we shut too many businesses down, then the economy will never recover. We need to keep something going. We need a baseline to build off of. If you shut my business down, I won't be able to recover as quickly than some of these right. other businesses. Right. But if it's as fucking serious as everyone says it is, right? We're out of hospital beds. Yeah. Trump owns some fucking hotels we get with <clears throat> a ton of fucking beds in them. And a ton of washing machines so we could shut down the fucking laundromat. But then you're just putting all those people, and again, still speaking as big, big businessman. <laughs> I don't know why I came up with such a complicated name. My God. I know. You you're, should have went with, like, John <laughs> or something. Big businessman says that if you put all those people in a hotel room and you're trying to get them to wash their clothes at about five machines per floor... Uh, you're creating more of an issue. No, than they, they don't. Would be able they to don't know. wash it. No, they don't wash their own laundry. They send it down to the fucking. See what I, you're talking about is the laundromat. People going to the laundromat and pushing the buttons and leaving fucking aids on all the buttons. <laughs> Unless they're disinfected. <laughs> right. 
See, that's the thing is that all but, you have to do is wipe the machines down. That's all, that's all it takes. You go into that laundromat, you wipe the machines down, you hand out your free masks, you're good. And then that business gets masks. to thrive. I don't know. I, I'm finding myself right now on the exact opposite side of this argument that I thought I would be on once we started talking about it. Because I'm I'm much more in favor of everybody like every everybody keeping keeping as many things going and the economy going as 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 possible. Um, I think that's going to be a way way bigger problem for us um, when it comes to the the stimulus checks going out, the the unemployment money going out um when everybody gets around and the tax man comes comes trying to find him at the you know end of uh, end of this year early next year i think we're gonna have a whole nother another problem on our hands um like my my kid right he's he's had his first job he got denied you know new york state unemployment which was fair um you know i had him had him go through the process because I thought it was important. I kind of figured he'd get denied because he doesn't work that much. You know what I mean? He's a he's a he's a high school kid and everything. Um, so he got denied, right? But now all he has to do is go online and do this uh, pandemic unemployment aid thing, whatever it's called, and he'll still get fifty percent of his normal pay and six hundred dollars on top of what he was making just trying to get like gas money and insurance money i don't think that's right he does not deserve to get it and, and it, we'll see maybe i'm wrong but from everything i'm reading and talking to like people who have been passing these things through and whatnot that's probably a reality for him to me that's not right the 1200 dollars stimulus check to me i'm gonna take that shit i'm gonna put it in my bank I'm going to sign my kid up for that extra $600. I'm going to put that away for him as long as he can get it, if he gets it. But to me, like, honestly, like, if we were really doing this the right way, I wouldn't get $1,200. I didn't lose my job. I'm still working as much as I need to fucking work. Then I have no financial fucking hardships over here. Why am I getting $1,200? Give it out to fucking people who lost their fucking job. I'm not, you know, whatever it is, give them more or just give out less money overall. So we're not in that much more debt. It's, it's tough. You know what I mean? And like I said, I'm going to take whatever they're going to hand out, obviously, you know? Um, but if we were doing it the right way, like the people who lose their jobs, get the fucking money. Not me. So to counter that argument, let me tell you something real quick. First of all, that's my money in the first place. That's coming out of my paycheck that I'm giving to the government. So rightfully, that's my money. The reason why that I'm, even though I'm an essential employee, I think I still deserve that money because it's my money to start with. Why should I be giving the government, you know, first of all, the taxes and all this stuff that comes out is absolutely ridiculous. And we know that the government is just lining their pockets, obviously. That, that's, there's no secret behind that anymore. That We've obviously known that there's lots of things that businesses could be doing and a lot of things that the government could be doing to help, um, you know, these people. And you see it across Facebook and all this crap of, uh, you know, like we deserve uh, what's it called? Uh, hazard pay because we're essential employees and all this other stuff. And let me tell you. Like, and I'm speaking from both sides of the coin here, okay? Um, while I agree with your statement that it's not 100% that we should get the $1,200 because of 
where Insagital employs. I think, like, it, to some degree, I've already put, like, my mind on to what I want to spend that money on. And, and to some degree, that's my hazard pay. The $1,200 that I'm getting from the government, because I don't want to put our company into uh, a serious amount of debt so that I still get a job at the end of the day. I'd rather take the $1,200, pay it off in, you know, my taxes at the end of the year, which is going to happen. <laughs> I'd rather take that money now and invest it towards, like you said, putting it in the bank, but I might go and splurge a little bit. I, I mean, like, we're going to stimulate the economy, right? If I go buy an Xbox One X, obviously I've stimulated the economy a little bit. If I buy a cardboard cutout of myself and send it to you, that's stimulating the economy. I mean, if I go to the bar and spend $1,200 in one night, you know, that'll be a fucking miracle and a feat. That's, yeah, and that's why, that's why everyone's getting it. I'm still not, I don't know, and maybe I'm not, I'm probably not educated enough on it and looked enough into it, but I'm still not certain I'm not going to pay the price for that come tax I mean, time. Here's the thing is that they did set a marker. You have to remember that, that anybody over $75,000 did not receive mm-hmm. the uh, $1,200 stimulus check. And the people that are currently on unemployment are getting paid $600 additional to their unemployment pay. While it seems like a great idea, and this is no by no means a financial podcast, and this is just average Joe. I've, I've stepped away from big business, and now I'm on to average Joe. <laughs> we're, we're now discussing the fact that you're going to have to pay that money, whether you be unemployed or not. But here's the thing is that without these stimulus checks, there will be no business to come back to. Like a lot of a lot of small businesses are suffering. Even bigger businesses are starting to suffer. I mean, like if you're you're these people are that are unemployed, though, are finding these revenue streams uh, such as making these masks, um, which is opening up opportunities for people that are um, a little bit more on the creative side. E- equally so Twitch streamers or YouTubers or us, you know, as podcasters. Mm-hmm. Um, in the loosest sense of the term, I mean, are taking advantage of this quarantine setting. You know what I mean? So what, as they say, is a door closes, a window opens. I mean, this is just creating a new economy. And while it it was not tied to Dow Jones and NASDAQ, you're creating something that, uh, you know, might stimulate the economy in a different way. Some businesses are finding themselves pivoting like hardcore to... And, and it doesn't seem like they're taking advantage, you know, of it, which is cool. Um, <sighs> I added that one out. Um, Bauer. I'm a sports guy. So, you know, Bauer is, makes like hockey equipment and helmets and masks and shit. They're now pivoting, you know, from making their usual equipment and they're making face shields, um, like medical face shields. Um for, for people to use and they're they're not making a profit they're selling them at cost um you know so they're not losing money but they're not making a profit either um a lot of places um you know pivoting to making face masks to making um ventilators um things like that um so it's it's interesting to see companies changing direction and i wonder how much of it might stay you know what I mean? Well, let's not forget, this is not the first time we've seen this kind of thing. Recall your your eighth grade history class. All right. This is, we did the same thing in World War this II. This is the first. Every let's, business. Let's, let's back it up. This is the first time we've seen anything like this. <laughs> no, it is not. It is not. We No, you're wrong. 
No, wrong. Recall back to your eighth grade history class. World War II. You were II, alive during World when, War II? No, I wasn't, but I was alive during my eighth grade history <laughs> class that I've recalled twice now. Okay. So let me tell you this is we, nothing. Like alive's World a strong word. This is. No, from a business standpoint, it absolutely is. There was a need for the uh you know like, well, let's say um gm and and ford yep. and such they were creating yep. cars and then there was yep. a, a need for them to shift years and they started making war Absolutely. machines and and it was a call to the the people to uh start you know hoarding certain things and and cut back on other things to make sure that those those uh necessary supplies were given to the the war machine if you will okay so to say it's nothing like world war ii is 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 wrong but for other people to call themselves a wartime president is absolutely wrong as well but either way it's it has a hand-in-hand effect on the economy we saw a a great depression and then a roaring uh you know aftermath afterwards in the 1960s and 70s were a revolutionary period um and i think we're just in that process of history repeating itself i mean we've never been really friendly with with russia but i think that it's just now out of order how we're treating things we're at a standstill with iran i mean there's a lot that could be tied into comparison here here. we go if you you know what I mean? Like you, you got to look at it from that standpoint. There's a lot to compare in these times that we're currently going through quarantines and pandemics and, 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 you know, governments that are, are not reacting quickly enough. And the people as they, I, the eyes of the people are currently all facing in the same direction, even though, you know, this happens every couple of years. We have these terrible um, outbreaks of, uh, you know, a new strain of whatever it may be or or some terrible disease that breaks out or whatever it may be. Um, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just is like a wildfire clearing. <laughs> it's like a wildfire b- burning Australia down. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's a part of the evolutionary history of of earth i mean like it's just a thing that happens like it's just kind of cool to watch it happen i guess in my in my scientific brain side of things um it's like it's kind of interesting to like see this happen and and we'll look back on this in 10 years and be like oh you remember that time that we couldn't leave our houses even though we could but we couldn't like it's it's a weird time to be (laughs) yeah it's it's absolutely just really strange so this will kind of be like the um, uphill both ways through the snow on our way to work thing for our children, <laughs> essentially. It seems so much less like dramatic, though. Can you remember the time we had to stay home and fucking play video games? This is no 9-11 by any stretch of the imagination. This is going to be like, you remember where you were when the coronavirus hit? <laughs> like, yeah, I was home. You know what I mean? Like, everybody can recall when 9-11 happened that was born during that era. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you were past the age of whatever. But, I mean, like, it's definitely going to have an impact on people's lives. I think I think from from the minute the coronavirus hit the United States and, and was so poorly mishandled, to uh, the end of it, I think that there's going to be some sort of repercussions in the long run that's going to uh, have an everlasting impact. Do I think the handshake's going to go away? No. <laughs> Do I think sports are going to go away? No. I mean, like, it's just a matter of time before we get back to what we once were. 
You know what I mean? There's going to be a sense of normality and everybody's going to forget about it in a year. But I mean, like the impact is only going to be on the economy for the longest period of time. And that's where the, the stimulus check comes in. I mean, like it doesn't matter what you spend your stimulus check on um, in the long run. You can spend it on, like I said, twelve hundred dollars at the bar. Fucking go nuts, man. Like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to order twelve hundred dollars of the worst whiskey they got. It's going to be fucking awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> It's going to be so good. I've never spent $1,200 at a bar before. Uh, but I I've mean, spent a lot of money at a bar, <laughs> but never $1,200. I don't know. That's what it's for, but are we, are we going to pay for it in the end? That's, that's Yes, 100% we're going to pay for it. So so why spend it? Because that's what I want to fucking do. It's my money in the first place, and we're going to fucking pay for it at the end of the day. It's like being handed It's like being handed a fucking half a chocolate bar and said, like, listen, either you get the other half when you're, you're done eating it or you, you, you don't. Either way, you're going to have to pay back a full chocolate bar. You might know. as well eat it. Makes me nervous. It, it makes everybody that's financially stable nervous. We're looking at it from the sense of, like, my, pay, my, my tax return... Being a single non-parent and and making a certain amount of money has diminished every year I've gotten a raise. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just I don't I don't want an unexpected bill ever. So, yeah, nobody does. Who wants that? Like, um, my girlfriend had said that she got the option to defer her student loans, mm-hmm. right? Her student loan interest. Yeah, and I said, don't you dare. Because they they put it in plain writing, like you'll you'll have to pay this much after, and I'm like, you don't want to pay that lump sum at the end of it, right? All this mortgage deferment and all that crap is eventually going to come back yeah. around. Yeah, and 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 people are like, oh, you can put off your you can put off your bills for such and such a time, and I'm like, no, dude, I'm working. I have my regular income. I have my regular bills. Like I'm going to continue to pay the fucking bills and, and you know, I, I don't know. I, they, I get a big check. I'm not just going to go buy a $1,200, you know, guitar or something just cause I, it, it, I, f- I feel like in the end, it's just, it's just not for me anyways, it's just not going to help me. I feel like in the end, it's just going to hurt me more. I'm going to have more more shit I'm going to have to pay for that I wouldn't have had to pay for if I didn't get a free $1,200 check. Again, you're using the word free very loosely there. It's not a free $1,200 check. It's the one that we are going to have to pay for. You have to remember that. It's not a free government money handout. Like, it's all going to come out in the wash. Like, everything ever does. Well, that's what that's what worries me, is everyone is going to think that's what it is. And yes, it's going to stimulate the economy, and that's what it's for. Great. But people don't recognize that it's gonna that they're gonna be pissed off about it later. So to put a nice little bow on this, before we move on from this topic, <laughs> I want I want to put a poll up on our Facebook page. Yeah. That yeah. says, do you think that we are gonna pay for this in the long run? Yes or no? It's a, a simple question. Do you think this is gonna come to bite us in the ass? Right. And I think you know what? We'll put that poll up probably tomorrow. Saturday Mm -hmm. so by the time you're listening to this actually let's put the poll up Monday so by the time the people are listening to this they can actually uh, go to the poll and and do it but Monday I want to see a poll and we'll make it last the whole week I want to see what everybody else's response is to this we're going to put a poll up on our Facebook page go there submit your answer and we'll we'll discuss it more um, in the next episode 
uh, of hangovers and hand grenades. But I'm I'm sick of talking about this stupid. You know, we gotten really mad at each other here, Justin. You know, I mean, like we we gotta be like the market. We gotta bounce back a little bit here. Let's let's move on to a, a lighter topic. What's in your gift registry that I can uh, that I can purchase you? Uh, well, a cat. That's sad. That's really sad. <laughs> That's really sad. <laughs> like, are we keeping this in? <laughs> because you just hit that meta button like right now and just be like, just kidding. Like, this sorry. isn't going in the podcast. I'm sorry. Our, our divorce registry. Is that what we're going for? Here? I guess we're talking about your cat now. Poor Spike. I love Spike. Nah, and it's so this, sad about Spike. You want to talk about Spike? We can talk about no, Spike. Let's no, talk about we're not Spike. talking about Spike. We've already talked about Spike and sad things too much. Okay. It's fine. We'll have an um, episode dedicated to Spike. <clears throat> So, you know what I want to do? I want to I want to talk about things we could do to take advantage of a pandemic. So, we've talked about a lot of shit that's, you know, sucks and whatnot. But there's ways you can come out on top. How so? Go ahead. Describe to me all the ways that I can come out on top. <clears throat> well, the bars are closed. So, that sucks for everybody. <gasps> Are you bringing up my awesome idea? Well, no. No. I'm bringing up my my awesome idea. What is your awesome idea? Well, I think I should just uh, start a nice little... uh, You son of a bitch, you stole my idea. No, I didn't. I should start a nice little speakeasy in my garage where we just have a bar (sighs) in my garage. That was my idea. You wanted to start a bar. And call it The Garage. And it would be a speakeasy. See, no. you just took my idea and flipped it on no. its head. You, no, you sabotaging motherfucker. So Nick wanted to start a bar after this was all over. Oh, it was it was it after all all of what was over, huh? After your idea was over. Go ahead and after, tell me how I after you of your the idea. pandemic. Nick wanted to start a bar. Business loans are going to be at an all time high. Interest rates are going to be at an all time low. And all the rest of the small businesses will be burned up by the stupid shutdown. Yep. And it's a genius. I'm a genius. Like, let's not set aside the fact that I'm the world's smartest person when it comes to business. No, that's a good idea. But it is. It is. I say it's a vulture. Wait, I'm a vulture. Don't get me wrong. What I, say why, I say why wait until it's over. I want to start making money now. How are you thinking people? You know, like, you can't really run a business six feet apart. That's just not a thing. You sure can. You're going to spread the coronavirus is what you're saying. You're not going to follow social distancing? I might. How? In your garage of all places? I've been to your garage. It's not... you got a yard and shit. That's not a speakeasy. That's that's out in the open. Well, whatever. You don't even have a basement, do you? I don't even know if I'm really for flattening the curve. Seriously, really. Do you have a basement? Yeah, but it's like... Why have I never been in your basement? Because it's like, it's one of those weird, my house is super fucking old, so it's like gravel ground and like, you couldn't like finish it because it's There's like five There's probably buried tall. treasure under there. We got to start knocking out walls, dude. Talking about a speakeasy. No, we're not, we've skipped past the speakeasy. We're on buried treasure now, buddy. There is definitely, a, <laughs> you there never told be. me about your gravel basement before. I mean, I checked. There might be buried treasure. There might be buried treasure. 
But I mean, like, if you put the speakeasy in the basement, then like people might be able to like dig up the buried treasure for you while you. Yeah, but they'd blue. also have to walk around like duck down, and they'd hurt their backs. Well, that's it's, what like, makes it a speakeasy. Tall. It's 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 underground. It's e- it's it's easy to speak <laughs> in. <laughs> <laughs> just like have you never understood the core concept of this <laughs> gravel muffles the sound of the speaking easy this is a, this is kind of it's kind of like like i want to take advantage like kind of like like prohibition though i could get some kegs and throw them in the backyard and whatnot and have people be able that's to again you have to do it. in the shed if you go in the backyard you got to do it in the shed all right so we'll call it something else an an a speak loudly and let everybody know that we're in the backyard. You might as well call it a kegger. There you go. Kegger. <laughs> Just like it's a kegger. <laughs> complete there's no like a, There's no like law where the cops are going to come over right now where we live. Anyways. Yes, there is. No, there's not. There is the quarantine. What are they, do? they are enforcing this, Justin. There is a Yeah, there's a quarantine if, if you're sick. No, there is a quarantine in general. Nick, they're not going to the fucking store and counting how many people are in the fucking store and being like, no, wrong. Get out of the fucking store. Take me to jail. If there's fucking if there's fucking 50 people in my backyard drinking beer, they can't come over and just be like, you got to leave. Whatever. There's no you get a noise ordinance. You're going to have Count Coco Fang show up at your doorstep <laughs> from Sesame Street, and he's going to start counting heads like, one, two, three, and that's like There's no limit to how many people you can have at your house right now. There is. No, there is not. There's no limit to, no, there is not. Yes, they can't. Is. They can't come over and be like, oh, you got 22 people. You're only allowed to have 21. No, you're allowed to have as many people within six feet of each other that your house can with, withhold. No, that's not right. You're not right. You're not that's right. Not you're right, not dude. right. And there's that's not, the end of the argument. Like, you, there's no, there's no, you're wrong. There's another <laughs> That's how I win my arguments. For everybody listening, I just want you all to know. Let me, let's just deep dive here real quick. Um, I win most arguments by saying Justin's wrong and then quickly summing it up with, uh, you're wrong and I'm right, which in this case is uh, exactly what I'm doing. You're wrong, Justin. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) No, okay, so listen. Yeah, there's nobody that's assigned as, like, head counter uh, of head counting that's going to show up to your door and be like, how many people you got in this building? Can I, then pulls out a tape measure and goes like, oh, wait a minute, you're not six feet apart. Here's a $1,000 fine. Six feet is a recommendation. But what's the difference to bring this full circle? To bring this full circle. What is the difference between me not wearing a mask out in public and you inviting 50 people over to your house for a speakeasy? (laughs) No difference. Exactly. So at the end of the day, you're no better than I am when it comes to going out in public and not wearing a mask because of your stupid speakeasy idea that you stole from me, which was a bar named Garage, and it was an easy speaking (laughs) environment. And you know it. You thieving bastard. And I want the whole world to know it. I want all 100 people that we literally doubled our likes on Facebook today to understand that Justin is a thieving bastard. And I love him very dearly. But still, he stole my idea. Check out my bar called Garage. You can speak easily in there. And you don't have to crouch over like you would in his basement. But there might not be buried treasure. 
My kegger will be a Bills backers kegger. So everyone that loves the Bills come to my kegger. Instead. Well, that brings me to my my next segment and and our closing our closing uh, you know closing ceremony here, which I have now dubbed the closing ceremony. This week in sports history, uh, Justin, would you like to to tell us what happened either this day or this week in sports history? Um, and well, I will gracefully comment on my lack of knowledge. I've got uh, I've got some updates. Um, so, for those of you who have not been paying attention, there are no sports going on. <laughs> the, the stadiums are bare. The Bills the Bills will finally make it to the Super Bowl because there's nobody contesting it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. How's the Puppy Bowl doing? Somebody tell me that the Puppy Bowl is okay, please. I, I don't think they do that anymore. Is the Westminster Dog Show still a thing? How are they doing? Where are the Corgis at? I'm sure they're fine. God, you follow sports, but you don't follow the Westminster Dog Show? What kind of monster are you? <laughs> But anyways, everybody's been really, really, really into following um, some old sporting events. Um, I myself like to, uh, I binged on a little bit of old Sabres stuff where Dominic Cash like, mm. made 70 saves in a four overtime, one nothing game. And that what? was really fucking cool. 70 saves? I think it was 94. 1994 How the fuck I think does he do that who is shooting on goal that much oh my god it was it was absolutely amazing so it's been it's been kind of cool like even though sports has been gone absolutely just gone and it and it and it breaks my heart I'm a big sports guy I it's been cool to to watch all the throwbacks and stuff um where they've shown all these classic games for each team and stuff. And that, and that's been really fun. I, I feel bad for, you know, all the, all the, <laughs> I don't know. Feel bad is a big word, but like the, the sports are shut down. They have no idea what the fuck is going on. And that, stadiums that be, are bare. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And that, and that's a big thing that like pulls us together and whatnot. So, um, you know, that, they, you Bills fans, can, what do you do without your tailgating parties? Are you still, as a Bills fan, you're an avid yeah. Bills fan. You yeah. are a diehard. You can name every Bills uh, running back since 93. Um, what are you guys doing to survive without tailgating during the uh, practice season? Well, um, I don't have any tables left. Um, mm, I've, shame. I've, I've, Real I've jumped, shame. I've jumped through all of them. <laughs> During your quarantine, you practice through all your tables. Yeah, so we just eat on the floor. Yeah, what is the Bills Mafia doing? Have you been in touch with the Bills Mafia? I'm always in touch with the Bills Mafia, my friend. What are they doing? Can you give us a rundown of what the Bills Godfather is doing? Well, mostly just uh, building up their tolerance. Um, you know, we do that every year. We do that every year. We get stronger. Just another notch in the belt. That's what we do. We trust the process. Let's wrap it up here, buddy. Thanks for your, uh, thanks for the, uh, you know, this day in sports history corner here to wrap everything up. Um, as always, everybody, thank you so much for, for joining in on this, this maiden voyage of the podcast. Um, without your love and support, we really wouldn't be where we are today. Um, 
you guys are literally the best for even just stopping by the the Facebook page and giving us a like or or listening to the podcast off mute, yes. which is is just so great. I can't describe enough how much it helps uh, boost our morale and and make us want to keep doing this kind of thing in the short. 12 hours that we've posted so much about this podcast kicking off today um you guys have shown so much love and and just so much support in doing this that it, i cannot really find words right now yeah it's really it's really cool um hopefully everybody likes it i know it's it's probably a little bit easier for us because you don't have a fucking choice right now <laughs> but um you know it, eventually we'll get a lot more uh interaction and and what you guys want and stuff and it'll get better yeah for it'll sure get, it it'll get better once we flip that switch on we'll have like the live streams we'll have the face-to-face stuff man it's gonna be so much there's so much good stuff that's waiting behind this reservoir and this dam of uh you know information that we want to just share with everyone and we're just so excited to share this whole experience with everybody as well that you know again i cannot tell you enough uh just just do us the favor um we're really sticking with the organic roots of facebook if you don't know facebook uh, a few years back really really tied our hands behind our back with with promotions and stuff like that it used to be so Mm -hmm. easy to get the podcast out there but nowadays it's such a grind to get us out there so if you could just do us a favor Make sure you share this this link with your friends. Share the podcast with your friends. Just try to, to, to promote us as much as you can through an organic um, means. It, it, it helps us out a tremendous amount. And I, I promise that the, the most active users will be, will be commented on. Um, we'll do our best to respond to messages. We'll do our best to um, really make sure that the people that are participating are, are seen. Um, you can shoot us emails. You can shoot us anything on Facebook. We are, are more than willing to hear what you have to say, whether it be good or bad. We need this this kind of uh, you know criticism very early on so that we can make it a better experience for everyone. And for those of you who have been counting, I made it to seven beers. I made it through three 16-ounce pounders. Baby, Ooh. Ooh. do not bitch. Don't don't get the flaming the flamingo. Oh god damn it! Do not get the flamingo dreams nitro by left hand. Unfortunately, unless you like a rose sour, not that good. Ooh, there it is. Hard take. Hard um, take. Also, this this episode, I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate to Spike. Everyone will miss him and Jesus Christ because it's Easter. Go Bills. Love you, Spike. You were a good friend. You were an awesome cat. And uh, thanks for getting hair all over my uh, clothes before we left for Florida, buddy. Um, you are greatly missed. And uh, yeah, man. Go, go Bills. Go Bills. Well, folks, that's another episode of Hangovers and Hangar Days. The first episode now featuring 100% juice, which is probably going to be a tagline for years to come as we are going to continue to make this effort to bring you. The things that you didn't need to know about, that we didn't know about, that now you know about. Uh, that's not as good of a tagline as close enough is good enough. 
we're still working it out either way make sure you check out the facebook page give us a like there make sure you share this um and again share your comments with us make sure you let us know whether or not you like what you hear we're no strangers to sarcasm it's always a pleasure to make sure that we know what we're bringing to you live and uncut we have lots of plans ahead of us here if you want something to be introduced into the episode if you have an idea for a topic please make sure to drop it in the comments section of the facebook page also make sure you check us out on soundcloud and itunes where you can download our podcasts and listen to it anytime we are going to be expanding our horizons day by day because we are not too to slouch around we are too ambitious for that so either way justin would you like to see us off on this episode my name is nick bono thank you so much everybody thanks for listening we'll see you soon love y'all bye Make me wanna Shout.